Power up! Oh yeah! Remember Altered Beast? You'd start as this wimpy little guy, but pick up one of those floating orbs, and suddenly, he's got muscles upon muscles. Tonight on the Commune Podcast, we'll focus on that transformation. How are power-ups balanced? The pros along with the cons? And what goes into earning a power-up? But first, let's check in and see how everyone's doing. Hello and welcome to the Commune Podcast. This is your host, Shouty, and for this month, we're in addition to Shatterhand, we're also doing tracks. So, um, to introduce our speakers, how are you, um, Fox? I'm pretty good. That's good. Uh, how are you, Zanrio? I'm good. That's great. And how are you yourself? Uh, I'm doing terrible. Oh, man. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, it's got to be some downer here. Yep. <laughs> I love being that guy. Me too. So, um, what have you been playing, uh, Zanrio? Lately, I started playing Mischief Makers again. Oh, oh sweet. Yeah. So, how do you like it? Yeah, it's okay. Are you trying to 100% everything? No, I just stopped it. All right. Uh, so, you're still I'm enjoying like, the... The three-hour tutorial? What? Are you still enjoying the three hours of tutorial that Mischief Makers has? I I don't think so. <laughs> I don't have a tutor. Uh, yourself, what have you been playing? I've been playing a lot of Shadow Dancer for Genesis, and I've been trying to beat it. I found out that, well, I... Went into the options menu and learned that you can turn off shurikens, so you can play it with just the sword, uh, which is a pretty interesting mode of play. Uh, it gives the game sort of a different pacing. Makes it feel... Sometimes it makes it feel stealthier, and sometimes it makes it feel uh, more aggressive, depending on what uh, enemies you're fighting. So, Shatter Dan- Shadow Dancer? Yeah. Is that the enemy in Gradius? <laughs> it's the second Shinobi game. Oh, okay. It's like the it's the proper sequel to Shinobi, I guess, in that like Revenge of Shinobi sort of I don't know. Sometimes some people say Shadow Dancer is a spin-off, some people say Revenge of Shinobi is a spin-off, but Shadow Dancer plays way more like the arcade Shinobi where like you don't have a you don't have to deal with ammo, and you don't have different weapons or anything like that. <clears throat> All right, then. So, Fox, how about you? What have you been playing? I wrapped up Thief 1, and I played a really long game of Civilization 4 last night. <laughs> a really long game, eh? Yeah. Did you beat the Huns? At first, uh, no, the Huns weren't there. I, I just <laughs> decided to engage in a pointless war against the Vikings. Oh, close enough. They had it coming. Yeah. Fox, is Civilization Four your favorite Civ game, or? It's the only Civ game I've played. Okay, I was curious because you were talking about the others, or about the whole thing. Tracks is a neat little Game Boy shooter from HAL the Kirby guys. It doesn't scroll automatically, so you can take your time and approach obstacles with care, or 
you can rush forward, blasting and dodging as you go. It's got a few different shot power-ups you can equip, so the crew decided to figure their balance. What's the value of each power-up? When do you want it? And when don't you want it? Alright, so, um, in tracks, you have this one mechanic that seemed pretty unique at the time, and that's you have the ability to turn your uh, gun barrel in any direction, even if it is just in one way. You can only move clockwise. You can't go the other way. You have to keep pressing the button until you get the direction you want. This is almost like a power-up in itself, but the game still offers you different uh, kinds of bullets. So, um, of of the different power-ups, uh, uh, how do you like them all? What do you think? What are your general thoughts on them? Yourself? So I experimented with all the power-ups a little bit. In fact, like the first time I played, I kind of immediately came across the bomb power-up. And of course, as soon as, you know, you don't think to about power-ups the first time you're playing, you just grab the first thing you see. So I grabbed that and I was like, wow, this game is really easy when I had that because it destroys like a huge swath of uh, territory in front of you. It's not like the game isn't balanced for it, because I learned later that bosses are actually harder when you use it, but it wasn't even, I didn't even get the feeling that I was using a power-up, it was just like, I got the feeling that it was an easy game. It just changed the flow of gameplay entirely. It's interesting that you say that the bombs made the bosses more difficult. Why exactly did you have difficulty with that? Uh, I think they do less damage. They it, shoot slower, oh. uh, if anything. I thought they did more damage, because it's like it does repeated damage as it goes through the boss sprite. It might, but I don't know. I've played through all the bosses with multiple weapons, and I found that the default weapon was probably the best for beating the bosses. It shoots the fastest. Okay, so it's just <laughs> the, the rapid fire of the normal weapon. Especially when you're in close range with the boss. Just overrides whatever the bomb might do. Yeah, actually, I think that the the problem with the slow rate of fire is less that you get in less hits uh, when you're directly aiming at the enemy and more that, like, when you're turning your turret and sort of uh, aiming around the enemy, you tend to miss more often or you miss a certain percentage of your hits. And when your hits are going pretty slowly, missing one hit makes a big difference. Whereas when you're shooting really fast, it doesn't matter at all if you miss when you're aiming. Mm. So I think that may be why it makes a difference. All right. Fox, how do you like the power-ups? Do you have any favorites? I tended to to go towards the tri-shot because I was having a big spread of things. They they all seem pretty typical, though, and I honestly didn't feel like they were... It's so useful above the regular shot. Mm, yeah, especially... Well, actually, the try shot, the, the spread shot, is like... It, it, going back to what yourself said, um, you ha- you can't shoot another spread shot unless all the bullets go off screen, even if uh, two of them miss. So you have to wait until those bullets leave the screen to fire another round, and that sort of breaks whatever flow you had with, with whatever you're trying to shoot at. What what I like about that too is I mean you you have that trade off where it's a little slower because you have to wait for all the bullets to go but it's easier to sh- easier to shoot when you're rotating yeah. so I think it's easier to get to a position where you want to shoot faster than uh, 
anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Xanrio. Yeah. What do you think of the power-ups that they give you? I like the triple shot. Uh, so you're like Fox. Like, the, like triple shot? Well, what do you like about it? More bullets? Can shoot more enemies? Yeah. Still has that drawback, though. I think, personally, I like the dual shot. The one that lets you shoot in front and in back. Because it sort of um, remedies the issue of having to um, turn all the way around to get the right angle of shot you want. The problem I had with the dual shot is that since you can't control the direction that you spin, you can only spin in the one direction, I still found myself spinning all the way around all the time. Like, I never... It wasn't like... I only had to spin 180 because I only needed to control the front cannon in 180 degrees. Like, if I wanted one of the cannons to get around to face, like, a 9 o'clock angle, and one of them was at, like, 10 o'clock, I still had to spin halfway around. Yeah, I guess you only do have to spin 180, but it just... uh you still find yourself taking more time. Yeah. Mm. But one thing I wanted to mention about the try shot that you may not notice that I noticed because I did a whole playthrough with just the try shot is that it's actually penetrating, which your regular shot is not. Um, and I yeah. think the, the rockets might be penetrating as well. Yeah, they do. So the rocket power up is kind of, uh, well, the rocket power up is like a normal shot except it pierces. So. You don't have to wait for all the bullets to leave the screen before you want to shoot another shot. Yeah, so the try shot does that as well. So it actually can clear out a lot of enemies in one well-placed shot. But the problem with that, with the try shot, since it's uh, angular and a little bit harder to aim, is that it tends to just hit scenery instead of going through stuff. So well, that's why the scenery? Well, not through their types that, you know, like in the cave level. Oh, yeah. All that, that stuff. Oh, that's what you meant, like the walls. <clears throat> Correct. So, um, you know, despite how useful these powers might be in different circumstances, if you get hurt by anything, you lose it. So, did anyone have any trouble, uh, trouble keeping your power-ups? Fox, how about you? No, not really. <laughs> you had no trouble? Uh, like, the first run-through, or, or maybe some of the later levels, I ended up losing it, but none of the bullets are too fast or too hard to dodge. It's really a matter of trying not to get overwhelmed or not getting hit by the motorcycles in the later levels. But, like, in the beginning, it's easy enough to keep it for the first two levels, at least. Just the same power-up. Oh, I see. <laughs> Shadi, did you have more trouble hanging on to it? Yeah, I did, admittedly. I mean, I, I guess I... We should have been more. Wait, but how careful were you, Fox? I don't think I was especially careful. Hmm. I mean, All right then. Here's a question, uh, Fox. Did you try to hang on to the same type of power up, or were you willing to take like whatever kind shit up? Like if I, you did get hit. I <clears> tried <throat> to keep the same one. Okay. Because I found that when I was trying to do, like, an all-trigun playthrough, like, I made a rule for myself that I wouldn't pick up anything except for the triple gun, 
and then I did find it significantly harder to hang on to it because I would wait until I actually got the correct gun. But if you go for every single power-up, then I really never found myself without a power-up. Well, I mean, if it's if it's there, I'll pick it up. If there's something, if the tri gun, if the tri blast isn't there, I'll pick something else up. But right, yeah, I don't think you're ever too far away from a power up. But I guess they're so balanced that it doesn't really matter yeah. that much. Like, if you get the wrong one, it's not like you feel all that inconvenience to have the bomb, or at least that's how I felt. That even if I wanted to wait for the trigon, I didn't feel all that inconvenience to have the bomb for a little while while I was waiting for it. Yeah. It still felt just as advantageous. Xanaria, how did you feel about keeping on to your power-up? In the later levels, it could be um, hard. Even if I lost it, it didn't seem to get much harder just because of that. Hmm. I could still choose the enemies and... So you didn't really feel like you needed the power-ups at all? No, but they're nice. (laughs) They're nice to have. Yeah, they're like a luxury. Not really a necessity, like in other shmups where, you know, if you die, you lose your power-up, and getting through to the end of the level might just become impossible. Yeah, I'm all set in (laughs) parodias. So, yeah... I still think that, uh, I think the power-ups just come and go. Um, especially during boss fights. Because, you know, you're learning their pattern when you first encounter them, and you might get hit. And getting hit once means your power-up is gonna go. And to that end, are power-ups really necessary in this game? I would kinda take this and spin it in a different direction, where I would say that Power-ups are not necessary in this game, but I'm not sure that I would call these items power-ups. I would call them, this is admittedly a semantic distinction, but I'd call them weapons uh, in the same sense that Contra has weapons, where they're not necessarily intended to grant the player momentum, but rather they allow a different style of play. So the player can choose to use a different weapon because they prefer, uh, as, you know, Fox and Xanaria said, they prefer the wide coverage of the try shot, or as you said, you prefer uh, having to spin less with the back shot. But they're not there in the same way that a power-up in Soldier Blade is there to give the player a sense of momentum for not getting hit. And I think that the game sort of establishes that by giving power-ups out so frequently. You do lose them as soon as you get hit, and I think that's a little bit misleading, I guess, that that does make it feel like it should be a momentum thing. Uh, Like, you expect when you get hit and lose a weapon that you're going to lose some momentum, uh, but you don't really. Uh, as we've all noted, because your normal weapon is pretty good in and of itself. But I think that the fact that you're only ever a few seconds away from another weapon sort of shows that, like, they want you to have that option there all the time. But it's just an option. Mm. So 
going back to what you said about how these aren't actually power-ups, yeah, they're actually weapons, exactly how would you distinguish a weapon from a power-up so we don't conflate the two? Sure. So I would say that the distinction is based on, like, a power-up being a strictly beneficial enhancement to player mechanics, where a power-up grants some benefit that doesn't change the way the game plays, but instead makes it easier to play or makes it play faster or in some way that's more gratifying to the player or makes it easier to survive. Like in Soldier Blade, when you get a blue weapon power-up that gives you a wider shot area, there's no sense in which that's disadvantageous to the player. That is strictly a power-up. It does more damage, and it hurts more enemies. It's better than the default shot. But then when you have a weapon, I would say that weapons are something that the player has a choice to use, which may not necessarily be advantageous or strictly advantageous. They're something that simply alters the player mechanics. So a weapon may be something like... In Contra, you have the grenade shot, which slows down, or the the flame shot, we'll say from regular Contra, which slows down your rate of fire. So that makes it harder to just lay out a pattern that will defend you against enemies approaching you. But there's a trade-off there that uh, it also does more damage, and I don't know, I think it might do something else. But I think that To me, the distinction would be that the power-up is strictly advantageous and the weapon is a trade-off or or it's just an alteration. Whereas you could even say a power-up is a class of weapon. All right, so you think that all the weapons that you collect in tracks are balanced out from one another, including the default shot. I would say that they're close enough to balanced out that none of them would qualify to me as a power-up. I think that there's... It's something that's hard to definitively say. Like, we don't have any numerical sense of balancing what is better for the player in tracks. We just have to get a sense of that by having this discussion with players and and seeing what they feel is beneficial to them. But I think that we've all sort of agreed that they are balanced and that there's not any real disadvantage to the main weapon. So, yeah, I would say they are. All right. So, Zanrio. Yeah? Do you think you would play any worse if you had uh, the default weapon rather than the spreader show all the time? So if you had the spread shot, you would play as well as you do with the default shot? Yes, just as I could. With the spread shot, I'd be able to hit more enemies at a time. But with the regular shot, then I would still hit them. It would just possibly take longer time. Oh. Well, then it just wouldn't be as efficient, then. Yeah. But like Fox said, uh, or like I said to Fox, um... When you had the spread shot, you can't fire as rapidly as you do with the single shot because you have to wait for the two bullets to leave the screen. So um, even with that drawback, do you think you could play as efficiently? Yeah, I think so. 
So it, you think you could take it would take you as long with the spread shot and the default weapon? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm sorry for these leading questions here, uh, but um, um, my last question: Could this game be beaten without any power-ups or weapons, and, and just use the default weapon to get through everything? Uh, I I did beat it earlier. Yeah. That so. Because <laughs> if Fox, do you think? Similarly to what yourself was driving at about how these aren't really power ups, they're more like weapons, and the, and they just alter the they alter the game mechanic. They don't they don't give you an uh, an, an advantage. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. Uh, I don't think any of them is distinctly better than any of the others. Uh, yeah. Or at least at least not in, not in the sense that it'd be generally better. Better. I think it, it like specifically in specific situations it might be better, but it's not enough to. To quantify it, it is a power up. Yeah, I'm not really finding any. I, I don't really find any specific situations where you could conceivably use one power up over another, or use one weapon over another. Yeah, they weren't. It didn't seem like they were. There was anything that was really strongly set up for it. Once mm-hmm. in a while, in the cave, I thought the trigun was kind of useful. But yeah, to get around those corners. Yeah, and sometimes the bomb was useful because you could shoot through a wall that, like, the other guns you'd have to go around. But uh there wasn't anything, like, that, where there would be a portion that was strictly structured for one of the weapons, I didn't think. And, you know, generally, I I just, for bosses, I always just try to get rid of the power-up because I don't know whether it's actually better off or with, with a faster firing rate or if it's something psychological, but I always feel like I did better with just the default shot on bosses. Mm-hmm. All right. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But if you had to choose a power-up for bosses, what would you use? Probably just try-shot. Just try-shot? Well, do you mean specific bosses or just as a general weapon Um, strategy? Let's uh, uh, go through them one by one. The first boss is the, the dragon tank. Zanria, what do you think would work best against the dragon tank? Bomb or triple shot or anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you why why did you say bombs at first? I don't know, but I imagine that might do more damage. Mhm. Why do you imagine that? Uh, because it's bigger than the normal bullets, and if it's just one single bullet, then if trust is something else, it's gonna. Okay, so you think that the bomb just statistically has does deals more damage? Fox, what would you use against the dragon tank? Did he just have the one weak spot? Was it or was it just like an all around thing? I think it was just he was just one giant hitbox. I think that's what all the bosses are. Just try attack then, like usual. All right. Just shoot as many bolts as I can at him as possible. Really? I thought you could only shoot his head. I don't know. I just shot wherever. It's, it's sure. a little bit hard to tell in this I game. I don't remember him being difficult enough to warrant me having to think about no, a strategy. He was not hard. Well, there was one particular uh, mini-boss that was just a rolling ball, and it would open up and fire a shot. Yeah, the giant and black You would ball. think that you'd have to shoot it when it opens up, but you can just keep shooting it, and it'll eventually die. Yeah. No matter where you shoot. Yeah, most of them... No, I think you're right that most of them were just giant hitboxes. But I think the dragon tank, you may have had to hit his head. Like I said, it's hard to tell because, like, 
if, for instance, you used Trigun on evil tracks, it would go straight through him, even though it was hurting him. So that was confusing. Oh. oh. Okay. <clears throat> Alright. So, Yusuf, what do you think is the best weapon to start from the default weapon against Dragon Tank? Uh, I would guess that Bomb probably would be, although I, just because I would think it would get in more hits, because Trigun didn't seem to get in a lot, but I didn't use Rocket very much at all in the entire game, so I can't say I know how effective that really is. Yeah, you don't know if it pierces. Yeah, I don't know how, if it can hit the same enemy multiple times, or... That was the one I did not really experiment with. I don't think the bomb hits the enemy multiple times, though. Yeah, I'm not sure it does either. Oh. It was kind of hard to say, but I think it was... I don't think there was any real way to get in three hits with Trigun, so... Yeah. The next boss is the, um... The clumsy robot. (laughs) (laughs) Weirdo sumo bot. The what? Weirdo sumo bot. Well, uh, yeah. But, um, what do you think would work best against, uh, him, uh, Fox? I'd just say the same thing, uh... Trigun. Yeah, just, I mean, he's... None of the bosses are all that difficult to... Or I I can imagine uh, a specific scenario uh, going over them. Like, especially well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yourself, what do you think would work best against the the robot? I don't know. Probably rockets, because you have to aim at him. I don't know. Seems like Bomb would miss a lot. I think the Trigun would work uh, most effectively, though, because, well, he's kind of all over the place, so if you shoot uh, that at, a, at, a rider, at a wider range, you'll, you'll just get him. No That's what. true, too. If you can get him to follow you and like clockwise, it's a lot easier to rotate your turret towards him, I suppose. Yeah, that's well, what I always try to do. Get him to follow you counterclockwise. Yeah. Yes, circles. <laughs> yeah. Zanrio. Yeah. Um, what would you use against the the second boss, which is the robot that tries to fall on top of you? Uh, the same thing. The Just... bombs. No, wait. What's the rocket power mentioned? You'd use the rocket? Yeah. Even if he's moving all over the place? You don't think you'd use your favorite spreader shot? Yeah. Wait. Wait, actually. Oh, yeah. I think that's not a boss. But, yeah. The spreader shot? With that, with that boss, yes. The okay. spread shot. Yeah, sorry. I'm a bit tired. Alright, so, um... Uh, for the third boss, and this is the last one I'll, we'll talk about. This is the clown that appears out of the different, uh, <laughs> hallways with his hand and his, um, in his, uh, ears. Uh, what would you think works best against him, Zanario? The rocket. The rocket? Yeah. That's actually interesting because, well, actually, why would you use the rocket? Yeah, because more damage, and it's, um, eh, that's the kind of boss where just shoot one shot right ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright. I thought that after I defeated him, there's gonna be some second form. The second form? Uh, yeah. 
Yes, we thought it was <laughs> head just pop up. Look at yeah. Oh, we thought it was going to be. Girls yeah, I... is on the second real form or something. Oh. But just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely expected something bad to happen there, too. Oh, yeah. That was really okay. weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of misleading. Yourself, what do you think works best against the clown? The clown is so easy that I don't know, but like, the, a neat thing is that if you use the trigon, you can aim it so that one of your shots hits his head and one hits his hand, and you can actually destroy his hand. Oh. So you can destroy his hand and shoot his head at the same time. Hmm. Fox, what do you think you could use against the clown? I think the double shot has a lot of use, because uh, you never know, you don't really know when he's going to pop up, so it's a lot less time to rotate hit him. Oh. He actually always goes in a clockwise direction. Does he Does he have a pattern? Yeah. He starts at the top of the screen, then just moves in a, around the screen clockwise. I, I didn't know he had a pattern. Oh. I thought he appeared wherever he wanted. No, it's really predictable. Oh. <laughs> huh. Well, I thought that the rocket would work best because you have all these different projectiles the clown is producing, and you might accidentally hit it when you're aiming at the, uh, the clown, so it would go right through and hit the clown. But um, I guess if you want to be more skilled and try and hit both the hand and the clown at the same time, you can use the spread shot. Yeah, and it's actually kind of pointless to do that. I just thought it was a neat trick. Oh. Well, I mean, it would prevent him from throwing the bomb. It doesn't because the hand respawns every well, time he shows up. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would, it would prevent him from throwing the bomb with that in that it, one cycle. Nah, you can't destroy it fast enough. Oh, it it is pretty pointless. All right, I guess it's an Easter egg. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I guess for the dual shot, um, if there is a pattern, I still didn't see it. I mean, I'm going to go by your word and say there is a pattern. That would be really useful just for tracking him down if you want to shoot the the other things as well. Yeah. All right. I think the bosses make more use of the, the, the different weapons than the levels do, even though you're going to end up losing the weapons anyway. And I guess you just using the, the default shot. It's just as good as using any other weapon. So, w- once again, do we think that the that these different weapons really add anything to the game, or are they just there because swaps have altering weapons? I think um, it keeps, what'd you say? I, I was gonna say I think it gives you a couple different ways to play the game. The uh, same way that having different characters in a beat 'em up gives you different ways oh. to play the game. Okay. It's not necessarily a different challenge. So you don't think that the fact that you can rotate your barrel is enough of a mechanic to stand on its own? I think it is, but I think that if I'm going to play a game 15 times or something like that, which I'm going to have to to get my money's worth out of the 30-second long tracks, uh, (laughs) that I'm glad that there are different ways for me to play through Okay, so if you bought, uh, you know, Tracks is by Hal. Hal also made Kirby's Dreamland, and it, it's kind of short in a similar way. 
but you don't really have as many options in the original Kirby's Dream Land. So if you bought Kirby's Dream Land, but you saw all the options, tracks offers, would you be disappointed <laughs> if you bought Kirby's Dream Land? Yeah, and I'd say, I wish in the next Kirby game they would give me, like, a million different powers that I could use. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i just stop buying Hell's 30-minute games. <laughs> Half Never buy hero. <laughs> I don't like how well, Adventures in Lola won't be 30 minutes, I'll tell you that. No. Unless I, well, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, depending on how much interest I have in it. <laughs> When I introduce this next segment, it's gonna sound dumb, because I'm gonna be talking to myself. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. Shatterhand has a few different helpful things to collect, and it's got a weird system for building power-ups by collecting three letter icons in a particular sequence. In general, there's a lot to take in, so I wanted to spend some time considering the power-ups in Shatterhand. Like he said, I wanted some time thinking about the power-ups in Shatterhand. Shatterhand has a few intertwining systems in its power-ups, and I had an easy time getting lost in it all. So, before we headed on in, I asked Zanrio, I'm gonna get. And Shouty, I'm shattered. Were you yeah. expecting Shouty Hand? Yeah, I was actually. If they could get a specific definitions on what a power-up is. Something that can help the player, or, for example, give them new attack, or heal them, or give them something that will help them get further in the game in some way. Power-up is something I think modifies the state of the player's avatar character. That's just it. After that, the three of us batted some ideas back and forth. We agreed that Sanrio hit the nail pretty much on the head, but then, when Shouty got more specific by mentioning the player state, we got hung up on its exact relation to power-ups. The state of the player's character is ever-changing, whereas when you pick up a bow in Zelda, uh, that is forever in your inventory. That is not, like, something variable about... No. It's, uh, that isn't tied to Link's state, is it? Isn't or is... Which way? You, you um, tell me. Well, you can't get rid of it. But it's not there at the beginning, is it? Yeah. I, um... And it kept going on like that, but I'll spare you the rest of it. We settle on something vague, but workable. The general purpose definition that Zanrio proposed, that, like, it's something you get... It helps you out, and you can lose it, or it is temporary. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Those are, like, basic guidelines to go by, and it's not going to be the same for every game. And since Shatterhand's power-ups come hand-in-hand -hand with its pickups, I asked Shouty and Zanrio about those, too. So, what I think of is, like, something that repeals something in your game that you already have. I see. So, a pickup is something that, like... 
Whereas a power-up might give you new abilities or new ways to interact with the world, like, uh, you know, the fireball in Mario. Yeah. Um, a pickup is more about modifying some value. Yeah, I think that's right. Think of when I held the terms. I think that's pretty spot on. Um, yeah. Did you have anything to say, Shouty? I think that's, that's a pretty good definition. It's something that adds to something where and it might not have been there before, regardless of how temporary it is. Right. Like, coins are always going to be there in your stock. Unless you get a, a, a hundred of them, then you're back to zero. And I guess for both of these definitions, it is kind of assumed that you will have to discover these in the game world. And you can take them out of the game world after you collect them. Right. That uh, They won't always be there. Collecting them, quote-unquote, is, like, just walking into them, and they are now in your possession. Mm -hmm. Now, these definitions work well enough for our upcoming discussion, but they're not too sturdy. So, I asked yourself what he thought, and he got back to me with a hierarchy of definitions. First up is the event, which is at the root of the whole thing. An event is an input result link tied to some fixed point in the game's progression. The game state where the event is available and the input that sets it off are together called the trigger, while the resulting game state is called the outcome. Thus, an event could also be described as a trigger-outcome pair. The fixed point could be a fixed point in time, location, or anything else, the idea being that the player can't take an event with them. Then comes the item, which is one way that events can manifest in a game world. An item is the visual representation of an event. Some events are not paired with an item. However, an item not paired with an event would simply be a graphic. Thus, by definition, every item must be tied to an event. Items are extremely common, including everything from doors, which represent an event that transfers the player location, to coins, which represent a score increase event. And from events and items, yourself was able to nail down his definition for a pickup. A pickup is a specific class of single-use item that does not change the environment state. A pickup can change the player state, the enemy state, or the state of other items, but it can't change the environment state, which is to say it can't move the player around or rearrange the room. There's a bit of intentional ambiguity here. I initially had that a pickup also disappeared or visually indicated once its event had transpired, but I realized that that conflates the functional and visual roles of the object. By contrast, an item that changes the environment state, and that may be multi-use, is a switch. So, by this definition, a mushroom in Mario would be a pickup. It's worth noting that Shouty, Zanrio, and myself said a mushroom in Mario would be a power-up, but not a pickup. We said that power-ups could not be pickups. Yourself has a more robust definition I'd rather use going forward, and I don't think it'll get in the way of the rest of this segment. Anyway, yourself also gave a definition for power-ups. A power-up is a specific class of item that has a beneficial effect of variable duration to player mechanics. It doesn't necessarily have to be a pickup, but often is. In this case, we're subclassing items by the type of outcome versus the type of input that triggers them. So a power-up is a class similar to a power-down. 
it's really all about that change in state that results from the event. In your self's definition, you can recognize nuggets of what we were talking about. For instance, we were stuck on a power-up's effect on the state of the player's avatar character, and yourself here calls it Beneficial effect of variable duration to player mechanics. With our vaguely phrased definitions in tow, we moved on to the boxes in Shatterhand. These are little white squares strewn about the stage, and when you punch one, it reveals a prize. Sometimes it's a power-up, sometimes it's a pickup, sometimes it's both, and sometimes it's neither. First, we have... Little blocks that have pick up and collect three of them, and then this thing appears. You can shoot off stuff. Yeah, okay, the, um... I call that the pull-off, yeah. So how do you... How in specific do you get that uh, little letter icon? Well, you uh, punch on the crate to reveal that letter block, and you can also punch it to change the symbol, and different symbol combinations give different attacks, so gives you an opportunity to experiment a bit with what the different things and what works best and what you like best. But keep in mind that there are things in the boxes other than the Greek letter icons. Yeah. There's also grenades. Grenades? Like and uh, no, not the money boxes. So you can ask them which boxes contain grenades and just avoid them. Sometimes it's random that the box might have a grenade. And you also have a somewhat random chance of getting a small gold coin, a big gold coin, or a money bag. The placement of letter icon boxes is always the same, but none of us were 100% on whether or not you could predict if a box had a grenade or some form of money. From there, we discussed our reactions to seeing specific items. Sanrio, what do you do if you see a grenade in a, in a box? Rum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what do you do if you see a letter icon in a box? I pick it up. Someone Okay. How really come up what combinations give what attack yet? And I've really just been testing off different stuff to be, okay, I guess this one this time and that one this time and just try off the different attacks. Uh, there are a lot. There are eight different combinations, so yeah, it's hard to... Eight different combinations? Is yeah. that... That's two, choose three. Or two, pick three. I can't remember what it's called. It's two oh. to the third. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. So, to get more specific, you don't just collect the letter icon, you think about what it's showing first, and then you pick it up. That's what I would do if I tried to learn what the different combinations would do. But, uh, Shadi, what do you do if there's money inside? If there's just a gold coin. I, I collect it. That's all? You just you run into it? Yeah. Alright. What else am I going to do with it? Leave it for <laughs> someone else? <laughs> you never know. I mean, there's a lot of money in the game. You might not need it all. And you also mentioned a gold bag. Yeah. yeah. G-bag. So what's the story there? Uh, what you do is you punch it to get money. And... When you start doing harder punches, you get more, you get larger gold coins from it, but the weaker punches will give you only small gold coins. So what you want to do is you want to 
uh, keep punching as fast as possible, and you'll get the larger coins in the end. In the end? Before it disappears. Before it disappears. Ah, okay. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. So when you get a gold bag, it's important to act as soon as possible. So yeah. it's temporary, so you need to punch it as many times as possible. Yeah, it's, a, it's important to have the reaction, the reflexes to re- realize yeah. that it's a gold bag and not anything else that you might want to collect right. or run away from. But from these comments, it's not clear what role money plays. So, Zanrio says. The only places I've needed I missed put off platforms to crouch down on to get something and even then I'm, I've never liked the money when I got there so yep, but upon the rest of I already have more than enough money to get the thing. You always have enough money to use the platforms. Yeah. Shouty, did you find that to be the case in your playthrough? Most of the time, yes. But like there is this one part in the in the area that starts out with slippery plat uh floor. And yeah, I believe um, that's the forest level the bottom. No, wait. Does that have the platform right at the beginning? No wait, I'm thinking the, something else. So there are a couple stages that do this, but yeah, if you put a platform right at the beginning, you're gonna I have think, to kill a few guys. Yeah, and I don't feel like doing that. I don't wanna <laughs> have to kill I don't wanna have to advance in the level and go back. Yeah. Especially when there are obstacles in the way. Yeah. Are there any other cases in which you might not have enough money? Maybe if I just am not playing my best and I keep losing all the money, and when I get to one of those platforms, I realize that I've been being a team player here with the game. <laughs> <laughs> I I have not tried like seeing how much money I could avoid if I did if I tried. Um, yeah. There is one example that's pretty important. That the EX platform, the one that gives you an extra life, I believe it always costs 2,000 coins, and you will only get that if you are, like, really miserly. Or not not miserly, but I guess greedy, in that if you manage to pick up every coin in a level, you can generally get it. Yeah. But it's also really easy just to miss a big coin somewhere along the way, and suddenly you're 200 coins short. Mm. Okay, uh, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yes, guys. I've just made sure to collect all the coins I could get, then. Okay. That, and I also think... defeated all the enemies, so I kind of had to do that anyway because they were they were in the way. Right. That and I think there's one of those FEX platforms that has a giant gold coin near it if you hit a box. So that's the um that's the second area of the bottom left level, the forest level. Uh, the one, like the giant water room. Yeah. That box typically has a giant gold coin. Yeah. Uh, allowing mm-hmm. for the, you know, the variability that we, we discussed earlier. Mm-hmm. So, in a box, you can get one of four gifts. You either get a grenade, a letter icon, a bigger small coin, or a money bag. I use the word gift because, well, in there, you have a mix of power-ups and pickups, and I don't think anyone would call a grenade either a power-up or a pickup. I asked if anyone saw any trends emerge from that group, and... I, I, I think I see it. Okay, so on on the on one side of the spectrum, you have the grenade, which you want to avoid, and on the other, I think, you have the gold bag, because that's something you punch. 
So you have um, the grenade, which you avoid, and you have the gold coin, which you collect without thinking. Then you have the, um, the Greek letter panel, which you can punch or you can collect. And then you have the gold bag, which you want to punch as soon as possible. So I guess walk me through, like, how did you come to that order? Like, what is, what are the opposing poles there? I guess there's just, um, punching and walking away from, and how you collect it or avoid it. What you're speaking to is the uh, complexity of interaction. Yeah. I see. Well, well, not necessarily, because, you know, I think, in terms of complexity, though, the the Greek letter panel is the most complex, because you can either punch it or collect it. You can't collect the gold bag. You have to punch it to get what you want from it. Hmm. So if it's not complexity of interaction, what is it? It's just, um, oh, well, maybe it is com- complexity. <laughs> because I, you just don't want to interact with the grenade, right? So that's the simplest? Is well, that what you're... I, I guess I was going from how you move in relation to it. It's either you move away from it, you move to collect it, you do something before moving to collect it, and then you do, do something to collect it. I see. You're not moving to get the gold bag when you see it. You just want to, you want to be in the same position and keep punching. Uh, so it's like how important you position yourself relative to the item. Yes. I see. That's kind of an interesting way of going about it. Hmm. I like that. Did you just think of that? Yeah, I did when you asked it. I was like, <laughs> how can I piece these together? At first I thought you were just ask me about a question with no answer. Like some kind of riddle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the point of a riddle was that there was an answer. Well, no, like, well, maybe not a riddle, but like a proverbial rhetorical question. Okay. So, I should say the uh, the order I had in mind was, I guess, how harmful something is to you versus how helpful something is to you. So, at the beginning, like yours, you have the grenade, where you just don't want to interact with it at all. Second, you have the Greek letter, which has the opportunity to give you the option you want, but also has the opportunity to give you an option that you don't want. So when you see that, you have to pause for a moment before you interact with it. Next, you have the gold bag, which it's not immediately helpful. You have to do things to collect money from the gold bag. And if you do it wrong, you just won't get anything. It's it's pretty easy to, you know, run away because you think it might be a bomb, and then, ah, now I only get 200 coins. Mm-hmm. And finally, at, at the most helpful end, you have the coin. I guess it goes without saying that the coin and the big coin are the same here. They okay. just give you money outright, no questions asked. So you find that it's helpful just to give you what you want without doing anything, even though... The reward might be greater in the end. Well, there are some aspects of balancing there where, uh, well, I I definitely want an option because that's going to help me kill enemies. And, you know, even if I get the wrong one, it's still going to be something. Um, It's at least going to be a guide that I can use to float and throw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and maybe armor if I'm good enough. Yeah. There's one other concept that we touched upon when discussing items but we didn't realize it when we considered trends in box gifts. The items have a gradation in immediacy of effect. That is to say, 
Some items impact you right away, while others take longer. A grenade blows up on you right then and there. A letter icon takes you one step closer to an option. And finally, with every form of money, you can't do anything until you get to a platform. In specific, when you pick up the third letter icon, you get the option right then. When you collect 100 gold, though, you don't get a red jacket right there. You have to come across a platform first. And I don't think you could look much deeper into the box gifts and platforms. I think if you want to get more out of the collectibles in Shatterhand, you'd start studying their placement in the levels. Or you'd have to consider how the floating option robots are balanced. Or, uh, imbalanced as the case may be. So to wrap up this um this discussion, I have a very important question for you all. Okay. And that is, why do I hate video games? Yourself? Why do you shouty hate video games? Yeah. Uh, because they are they killed your parents. All right. Um, my parents are alive and well, by the way. <laughs> well, we've got news for you. <laughs> oh, no. They went out to the supermarket. <laughs> You're going to take back a lot of the things you said about tracks. <laughs> um, Fox, why do I hate video games? Because they're terrible. There just aren't any good ones. <laughs> there aren't any good ones. <laughs> All right, I'd like that answer. Xanrio, why do I hate video games? Because uh, you bought too many bad games at too high prices. <laughs> oh, oh man, so I didn't get my money's worth. I didn't. I didn't buy tracks instead of Kirby's Dreamland. <laughs> now look what I'm stuck with. All right. So, um, do you have a famous last word, Zanrio? Um. Just one word. Are you still there? <laughs> oh no! She she didn't have a famous last word. Oh, no. She didn't get it. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yourself. What is your famous last word? Simon and Garfunkel. All right. Fox, what's your famous last word? I think zygote is pretty final. Isn't that kind of? How life begins. Yeah, that's initial. It's appropriate. All right. Yeah. It's cyclical. That's that's very new today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I'm just going to end it here. Thank you very much for having me on here, you guys. Yeah, it was a it was a real delight. I'll never have Golem do a podcast again. 
Goodbye. No. <laughs> I'm ending it on that. <laughs> I'm ending it on that. Oh god, I have to edit this. All music in this podcast was from Tracks and Shatterhand. And, of course, there was the voice clip from Altered Beast. Anyway, I'll leave you with this final thought. How far can a power-up change gameplay before it changes the focus of gameplay? The power-ups and tracks still ask you to manage aiming and dodging, they just help you to do so. However, the power-up robots in Shatterhand introduce a new hitbox to look after with weirdo unique properties. How much of a spin should a power-up put on a game?